Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and you will be notified when we post content each and every week. My guest is award-winning filmmaker Sam Solomon. His film, My Little Caregiver, won the award for Outstanding Dramatic Short in the prestigious 2023 Michelle Film Festival held this summer in Los Angeles. Based on a true story, My Little Caregiver is a reflection on the power of a loving mother-son relationship through tough circumstances, blending the memories of harsh reality with childlike fantasy through the perspective of a 10-year-old boy. It is a remarkable and very moving film. Sam is also a talented actor, dancer, and the author of I Guess I Am Lonely, his first self-published collection of poetry and prose. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now you well, make me so cool. <laughs> no, man. No. Hey, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. So yeah. you, you fit right in. Uh, first of all, congratulations on receiving the award. Outstanding dramatic short film at the Michaud Film Festival named after Oscar Michaud in Los Angeles this summer. Um, quite an accomplishment. How did it feel uh, when they announced your name and your film as the winner? Oof. Oh, man. Um, to be honest, I didn't even process it. <laughs> um, I remember I was sitting right next to um, my co-director, Gold, and his fiance. And when they said the name of the film, they were all cheering and they like stood up and were like, yeah. And then my face, I was like, like, OK, they <laughs> called us. Like, are you sure? <laughs> like, like I was just in in pure disbelief. Um, so it, it really is so cool. I, I feel like artists say that all the time. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting to win anything, but I like genuinely, uh, genuinely wasn't expecting it. So um, it, it felt really good. It just is, you know, it's such a personal film. Um, so, you know, it's the hope that people connect to it, but you just, you never know. But um, yeah, it was truly a blessing to, go up there and, and have the award. It's so cool. I had the opportunity to see it during the screening down at the Michelle Film Festival. And I came up to you. I think you were taking some pictures or something. And I said, hey, I just pounded my heart. I said, this one, an amazing story, man. You, you've you captured it. It's unique. Um, it's it's about a subject that people don't talk a lot about, which is caregivers, which I have a question about. I want to get to you in just a second. Uh, so again, you and your team should be commended for this film. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing piece of work. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's based on a true story of your own experiences uh, caring for your mother. So how were you able to take those experiences that you went through uh, as a child and translate that into your film in order to tell this particular story? Yeah, um, you know, I, I just kept making it more and more personal. Um, I, I think when I started writing it, it was very like the outline was just very like, I knew I wanted to tell a day in the life of a story about me and my mom. I didn't know the trajectory of where the story was going to go. And I think with each draft, it just got uh, more and more personal. Um, but I, I really wanted to reflect on my mom. She was my biggest cheerleader growing up. Um, she was probably the one who supported my career chasing the arts more than anyone in, in my life. And um yeah, she was just always my biggest cheerleader. And I wanted to, uh, she passed away in 2019. Um, and, and I knew I always wanted to tell a story about her. And I think I just, 
you know, I, I wanted to tell like a short story about her entire life, but I was like, you know, it's just not a realistic scope to, and I don't even know her full life story. I couldn't, you know, possibly do that in a 15 minute short film. But, you know, if I showed a day in the life of just us spending time together and um, showing the realistic aspect of what child caregiving was like, then maybe I could, you know, kind of highlight my life a little bit and highlight her. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, I don't, I, I kept making light of the situation too, because I, I was aware of, it is really scary to put yourself out there and be so vulnerable. And I didn't want it to come off exploitive, but I also didn't want it to come off surface level. You know, it's, it's a really fine line um, that you have to toe, but I just, I just wanted to be as authentic as possible to um, my experience. And so even in, in the script, you know, making light of situations like um, including myself, not wanting to fold laundry and not knowing right. how to, and <laughs> like eating cereal with ice cream because I couldn't cook a proper meal because I was like 10, you know, um, uh, just like making fun of myself and, and making light of the situation. I think, um, it, it was very vulnerable to do that, but, um, I, I'm really grateful that I did. I think it was very, it was very cathartic bringing it to life. Uh, you mentioned your age when you were actually going through this with your mother and, you know, caregiving and caregivers, uh, in general is such a, um, it's such an emotional task to put on someone when they're taking care of someone, uh, because it's based in love, but it's also a lot of hard work and it's emotional and it's really uh, a powerful situation to be in. People who have taken care of loved ones, especially those who are getting close to the end of life. Um, there are a lot of emotions and feelings and uh, things you have to go through to make sure that that person's comfortable. Um, but you went through all of that as a 10 year old boy. So tell me about uh, that experience and and how were you able to take on that challenge at such a young age? Yeah, um, it was it was tough. Um, it was tough. I feel like there's no like easy way to like there is no rule book, you know, for how right. to handle that situation. And uh, it was a lot of healing that I had to do after my mom's passing, um, because I feel like, you know, part of you, you're a kid, you don't want to grow up fast, but I had to grow up fast, you know, and there are moments where I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to go out. I wanted to do all these things that I couldn't do. And so, you know, part of me felt as a kid, you know, upset about that. Um, but then at the same time, I couldn't take care of my mom the way that I fully wanted to, or, you know, her health was declining and there was nothing I could do about that. Um, and, and I blamed myself for that for a while. So, it, it was um it was a lot of healing that that came from that um but i i really want people to know that they're not alone i think that was the main thing that when i was going through that time i wasn't even thinking about having a career in the arts like i was just just thinking about my mom and getting through day-to-day -day life it was purely survival mode so um I felt really hopeless at times, but now looking back on it, I wish I could tell myself that like everything will be okay. Things are going to be fine. It's going to work out. Um, but it is hard. It's hard, particularly for black communities too, which is why another reason why I wanted to make this film, I feel like black communities in particular don't always have 
proper access to healthcare, proper finances to afford the best nurses, the best caregivers, you know, to care for their loved ones. Um, and then with the pandemic, so many people can probably relate. Um, so I, I felt like, it, you know, it felt like a duty in a sense to to tell this film. Um, but but yeah, um, it, it definitely was hard. And I, I'm just grateful that, you know, the film is a reflection on looking back on those moments and also appreciating my mom for the moments that I took for granted when I was young, you know, like, oh, I wish I could have had, you know, someone cook me a meal every day, you know, and it's like, or mundane things that, you know, you take for granted, like playing cards, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm bored of doing this, you know, but, you know, as an adult, me looking back on it, I'm like, oh gosh, like I would love to play cards with my mom again, you know? Um, so it's just, it's just the process, you know, of, of healing and, and growing up and just, just showing it for what it is and not judging yourself or beating yourself up about it, but just accurately depicting that life for what it was. Um, the film, in addition to just the the technical aspects, the look of it, and just, it's a beautifully shot film. Um, some amazing performances from the cast in the film. Um, tell me about the cast and um, how you guys were able to get into that space where they were, were able to, to portray such a um, interesting and intimate and emotional story because they were they were fantastic they really <laughs> thank, were <laughs> thank you yeah they they killed it I mean they made they make me look good um <laughs> um like Seth Seth Liam Ellis who plays Elijah Johnson the 10 year old kid he's phenomenal um such a maturity to him such an emotional intelligence to him like I just from the first self-tape I immediately was drawn to him. Um, uh, I, I guess, uh, let me backtrack a bit about the process. We did Actors Access and um, Casting Networks. So the casting process took about six months. Um, and I would say for both characters, it was hard finding the right people because it is so such a delicate line. Um, and I was inspired. Um, one of my film inspirations was The Florida Project. Because um, I love the way that film tackles childhood poverty in Central Florida and, and Sean Baker. I think he's a genius. I love his work. Um, so at first I was kind of going for that sort of like innocent, naive, like really childlike tone. But then when I saw Seth do his takes and his monologue, I was like, oh, he has a maturity to him that just feels right. And then it was like, yeah, like there has to be a level of understanding of the severity of the situation. And he just understood it. And he's so emotional, so gifted. His dad's also an actor. So he just like got it. Um, so I love that. And then Andrea is also so amazing. Um, and she also used to be a wheelchair user. Um, she has a leg brace now, but, um, and I'm sure she would love to even be on this podcast and talk about I'd her. Love to talk to her. Yeah, she she would love to talk with you. But um, just hearing her story was amazing, and how our connections aligned, um, just like with personal stuff. And then uh, she was also just so like naturally connected to the character. And then I had them do a chemistry read together, and then it was like poof. 
Yeah. You know, like I just saw their chemistry really go on set. And I think Andrea, even, even on set too, like, you know, she was maybe a bit worried about, you know, maybe needing a lot of breaks, um, you know, because she is the most accurately depicting uh, my mom playing my mom. Um, there are a lot of able-bodied actresses who auditioned for the role, um, but I really wanted authenticity as much as possible. And um, Andrea's story is is really inspiring, but um, like she just, she crushed it. Like there, I wasn't worried about her on set at all. She like came in ready every day. Like, you know, if we, she needed a break, we gave her a break, but she was just like, ready to go the entire time and, and and yeah they the cast was just amazing um and uh, you know I I did put things in place to you know I told them about my story and um a bit about my life to help them kind of understand the severity and the emotional through line of the film but it truly like they already they already got it they're just talented actors so it was easy for them to just connect with it yeah, they did a phenomenal job. And again, um, you know, hopefully people will be able to see it whenever it's distributed widely because uh, it sticks with you. And uh, and I don't say that lightly. It's it's truly, truly an amazing, amazing film. Uh, you're going to hear me say this over and over and over, but it really is. It really is. Man. I appreciate it. It really it. is a good film. Um, let me ask you now quickly. Uh, let me shift a little bit because I met you, as I said, at the Michelle Film Festival. And, you know, my mother always told me you treat people nice because you never know who they are. We were sitting at the at the mixer and we were just having a good time talking. I never knew I was going to be speaking to the to the cat that's going to win the award, which is great. Yeah, but, I didn't um, either. <laughs> I didn't but, think it was there. <laughs> but let me ask you about uh, your experience with film festivals in general. Uh, you're on the circuit now. Uh, what have you learned about the role of the film festival uh, in helping you find an audience for your film? Yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll just say. Um, I've learned a lot. I've learned that first you need a budget for film festivals because they're really expensive. Um, uh, probably should have planned more for that, um, but it's okay. I learned for the next one. But um, I, I would say, um, all jokes aside, I, I would say connection is, it, like you said, connection is so key. There's just so many cool stories, so many great people that I've I've been meeting so far and, and our film is in a couple more festivals coming up so I'm excited for that but um just hearing people's stories because you're not again you're not the only one going through it I feel like so many there's so much talent in independent filmmaking right now and so many talent from people of color and in minority communities who like there's just so like at the Michio Film Festival there are so much great films that need to be seen um and need to be highlighted and it's hard I feel like you know at times we do have to work harder um to get our films out there um but just hearing knowledge from them was so vital so the connecting was a huge part of it and then I would also just say just letting the process be the process you can't control what festivals will select you I mean obviously you got to put your best work out there you know you want to make sure that you're you're proud of your work but um, yeah, you can't control if people are gonna like it or not. Um, you know, my film didn't get into a lot of festivals before. Now it's it's starting to blow up, but I would say about five months, it was just rejection after rejection. Um, and it really hasn't been until the past couple months where now it's starting to pick up steam and more and more people are watching it. So um, 
I, I would say believe in your art and know that there is an audience for it, even if it feels like it doesn't, even if it feels like you're just getting rejected over and over again, just have faith in your product. If you know you're you're putting your best work out there, just just trust the process. Uh, let me shift gears now and get more into your bio. Um, so you're a very talented guy. You, you perform mm -hmm. and you have performing arts skills in a variety of disciplines. So uh, tell me where you grew up and when did you develop your love for working in the performing arts field? Um, I, I knew I always wanted to be in filmmaking and, and perform. I, I think I've just always had that, you know, theater bug <laughs> or that, that performing bug as they say. Um, but again, my family are not in the arts um, and it took a lot of convincing and I think particularly after, um, you know, everything with my mom, I just felt like, I don't know if, you know, it was just a dream that I had really that I just held on to and never let go. And I think by senior year of high school, when I started doing plays and like my family saw that, okay, I guess he's a little serious. So <laughs> I guess we can't convince him to be a lawyer or a doctor or anything. So we'll see where this goes. Um, so uh, I, I applied for a bunch of art schools, just hoping and praying that I would get into one. Um, and then I got into Emerson College in Boston, um, studied filmmaking there with a the concentration in screenwriting. Um, and and yeah, I, I feel like I'm I'm still learning a lot. I I feel like I've always known I want known I've wanted to do this, but it hasn't been until recently that I'm just really coming into my stride and learning my voice, figuring out what stories I want to tell. Um, but I, I'm really grateful for my college education. It definitely wouldn't be, you know, making the film that I am today without without that. But um, but yeah, I, I graduated from college, um, moved out to LA. I've been out here for about four years now. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just going for it. I'm <laughs> just, just taking it one day at a time. <laughs> there you go, man. And, and you grew up on the East coast. Is that correct? I grew up on the East coast. Yeah. I grew up in Maryland. Um, I lived in North Carolina for a bit as well. Um, went to school in DC before going to Boston. Um, now, uh, again, in addition to being a talented filmmaker and you're also an actor and a dancer, you're also a writer of note and you recently published, uh, your collection of poetry and prose titled, I guess I am lonely. Tell me about that and, uh, the process you went through to produce, uh, your self-published work. Yeah. Um, that was a project that I had started working on right after college, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. It was definitely one of those cases where like you, you get out of college and you're like, oh God, what do I do now? <laughs> and I was like, I'll just publish a poetry book and we'll see what happens. Um, so uh, I, I wrote it about um, uh, heartbreak and, and loneliness and um, just kind of uh, at the time when I was going through, um, you know, I wanted to write about love and not looking for love from other people, but finding it in yourself and, and all that. So, um, but that was, it was a good process of me finding my voice a little bit and figuring out the stories I want to tell. Um, but I'm really excited to, uh, I am working on a second poetry book. It's coming out in early 2024. Um, I'm so excited about it. And it's um, going to dive deeper into, I mean, I always write from a place of honesty and just 
what I'm going through at the time. Um, and so there is more of, you know, now I'm going through stuff about my career and making money and, and again, loving yourself. It's still that journey of self-love, but just through a, a different phase of my life. Um, but I'm really, really excited about it. I feel like I'm just coming into my, my voice and, uh, I'd, yeah, can't wait for people to read it. Um, yeah. Uh, and so in addition to your book, which will be out in early 2024, what's next for you on the big screen? Um, yes, we have a bunch of film festivals coming up. Um, we have five coming up in the next few months. We have two in North Carolina that are coming up. Um, we have two in California. One's going to be the Glendale International Film Festival um, in October. And then we also have the We Make Movies International Film Festival in November. So I'm really excited for both of those. Um, uh, yeah, we're waiting on a couple more festival submissions. And so we're still applying, looking at distribution, figuring out how we can get the film out there as much as possible. Uh, me and my co-director, Gold, who also helped me make My Little Caregiver, we're, um, we both went to college together as well. And uh, we definitely want to keep making films together. Um, we really want to make a feature. So <laughs> fingers crossed and uh, get the money for that um, and tell the right story for that. But um, yeah, I'm just going to keep keep writing, keep working on independent filmmaking. You know, I feel like the the craft just never stops. You just want to keep I just want to keep showing people what I can do and, and keep working on my craft. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep writing, keep performing. I have a short film that's coming up that I'm filming at the end of next month. So I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, a bunch of cool things coming up that I'm really excited about. Fantastic. Well, Sam, if people wanna get uh, more information about you or they wanna reach out to you about your film or your book, uh, where can they get uh, information about Sam Solomon? Yes, um, you can hit me up on uh, Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Solomon's Game. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-S and then game, G-A-M-E. Um, you can also reach out to me at my website, www.samsolomonofficial.com. Um, there's also my film's Instagram, My Little Caregiver. Hope everyone checks that out too. And you'll get a bunch of updates on the film festival circuit and everything there. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Sam, I want to thank you so much for coming on The Edric Show. Uh, again, the film is My Little Caregiver, the winner of the Outstanding Dramatic Short at the 2023 Michelle Film Festival in Los Angeles, coming to a film festival near you. Uh, congratulations on your success, Sam. Well-deserved. And again, uh, the film is something that you should be proud of, you and your team, uh, because it is a wonderful story that you've been able to tell. So thank you for sharing that with the world. Yeah. And thank you for just having the connection. You know, it's again, talk about the importance of festivals. It's festivals exactly. that bring people like us together. So exactly. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. This has been another edition of the Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. As promised, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Spotify, Instagram, anywhere you get online podcasts. We are there. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.